0: Off the ball with Betdaq.com, the sports betting exchange, serious about sports 24-7. Every season, every sport, every team. I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer!
1: It's got to be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Hard hit into right, back at the wall.
0: Time game! Big puppy! The grand slam! Five seconds left in the game. You believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable! So. Robert Griffin III, Orgy 3 made his comeback for the Cleveland Browns at the weekend after missing 12 games with a shoulder fracture. In a loss to the Bengals, Orgy 3 completed 12 of 28 passes, so naturally there was some rustiness. Uh, but the sport at large is wondering, will we see the 2011 Heisman Trophy winner and the 2012 NFL Rookie of the Year recapture his most electric form after a succession of serious knee injuries and concussion problems? Because back in 2012, Orgy 3 went into the NFL as a draft and the uh, reigning Heisman Trophy winner and the future could not have looked any brighter. With the second pick in the 2012 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Robert Griffin
1: III, quarterback Bill. Remember, this kid runs 4-3 on astroturf or grass. I don't care, that's fast. He's a difference maker the way he runs and creates plays. He's a great kid. He's coming from an offense that is totally different than the one he's going to run in Washington. I have a lot of confidence that this is the move that could push the Redskins back into business.
0: Uh, for more, we're joined by Ivan Mazel, Senior College Football Writer for ESPN.com. We speak again. Ivan, hello.
1: Hey, Joe. How are you?
0: Very well. We heard there a clip of the orgy 3 uh draft and the Redskins moved heaven and earth to get him back then
1: well they did and and there was a lot to like you know if you remember the debate leading up to the draft as it had been the entire 2011 football season was did you like RG3 or did you like Andrew Luck the Stanford quarterback and the debate continued right up to the draft the Colts took Andrew Luck and and liked him so much, they parted ways with Peyton Manning. And it looks from this vantage point like they made the right decision.
0: Mm. His injury profile has been pretty horrific. Serious, serious knee injuries. There was a concussion in 2015. He's missed a lot of games. You put it into context, for instance, this weekend he'll face the Giants. Eli Manning with his two Super Bowls in his back pocket is starting his 195th straight game at quarterback to what extent has RG3 and his injuries been mismanaged Ivan and to what extent has his style of play brought him into trouble
1: well clearly his style of play lends him to more danger he had a severe knee injury at Baylor University mm. uh, as I believe a sophomore might have been a junior I don't remember now but it, uh, he ended up uh, missing a significant amount of time while in college, be- made a complete recovery, helped lead Baylor out of a tradition of losing. Uh, but, uh, that style of play, as effective as it has become in the college game, the, the dual threat quarterback, uh, has not translated to the NFL. And, uh, we see that really across the board. It's not just RG3. He might be, exhibit a but mm. uh, you know i would add johnny Manziel to that list and any number of of collegiate star quarterbacks that have uh, not made that good transition to the nfl
0: yeah because there was um i mean there has been mismanagement of certain injuries as well like 2012 in a post-game press conference mike shanahan uh, said that RG three was given the AOK by the team doctor James Andrews. Where Shanahan said, "I said, hey, Doctor Andrews, can Robert go back in? Yeah, he can go back in." I turned to Robert, "Go back in." That was it. Shanahan said. And then in January, Andrews revealed that conversation actually never happened. He said, "We didn't even, you know, Griffin didn't even let us look at him. He came off the field, walked through the sidelines, came back on. It wasn't our opinion he was good to come back on. So there's probably a sense that he hasn't received the best." care as well and in his last 35 games for the Redskins he started seven games the question now is can he get back to 2012 form
1: boy it it would seem to be a long shot Uh, very few quarterbacks have gone through the physical ailments uh, the uh, head injury ailments the loss of confidence that comes with losing your job and and starting over with a new team, very, very few quarterbacks have endured all of that and come out on the other end and been successful.
0: Yeah. Which leads us on to the the Heisman curse, which is... (laughs) More mythology than statistical? I mean, well, it's a two-pronged its a 2 approach, the Heisman curse, depending on what you want to talk about. The curse supposes that any college football player who wins the Heisman plays on a team that likely uh, loses its subsequent uh, Super Bowl game. Or also, it makes the point that the Heisman winner will have a pretty poor career in the NFL or maybe no football career at all.
1: Yes, well, you're being... If you are... The Heisman winner, usually you are drafted fairly high up. Yeah. If you're the Heisman winner and you're a quarterback, there's a good chance you'll be the, the first player selected, which is uh, what we saw with, uh, or at least near the top. You know, we saw that with Marcus Mariota, with Jameis Winston, with uh, Cam Newton. Uh, and, and Newton and Winston, both, you know, Newton has certainly been a success in the NFL. Winston seems to be on his way. Uh, but they are not built like RG3. They are uh, both quarterbacks who are big enough uh, to make a living in the pocket, and that's where the most successful NFL quarterbacks do their best work.
0: Mm. So talk to me some more about the Heisman Trophy and the Heisman Curse.
1: Well, there's a lot going on. A lot of times, Joe, the, the Heisman is awarded to the best player on the best team. mm uh, who happens to be a quarterback or a running back? I mean, there, there are a lot of mythologies around the, the award, which has been around since 1936. And, uh, the, you know, the last year was a great example of that. I mean, you had a, a player at Stanford, Christian McCaffrey, who broke NCAA records that had been set by the great Hall of Famer, Barry Sanders in 1988. But, Stanford was not as good a team as Alabama, and Derrick Henry was the engine that made Alabama go last year. Mm. So he won the Heisman, and uh, Henry has so far not made much of a peep in his rookie season in the NFL. Mm. But again, he was more awarded for being the best player on the best team. Sometimes it's merely that you have better stats than everybody else, and that's certainly an easy way to, to measure performance doesn't necessarily mean you know you're the best player uh or that your success will translate to the nfl the the new heisman winner is the louisville quarterback lamar jackson and he is a running passing threat but he doesn't have the body to be an nfl quarterback he may grow into it and he may learn how to throw from the pocket the way that an nfl quarterback should but but he doesn't have those skills yet or that body. Mm.
0: I've read the quarterbacks are more affected by the uh, Heisman curse if we're going to call it that for the uh, purposes of this conversation. The quarterbacks are more affected traditionally. Have there been traditional reasons why the hotshot college quarterback of all positions doesn't necessarily translate to the demands of the NFL?
1: Well, I think one significant reason is is the the running passing quarterback is a much a bigger threat in the college game uh, than he is in the in the pro game and there are two reasons for that one is that uh, the the difference the the differential in talent between teams at the college level is greater mm. and uh, the best teams aren't you know the, the other team simply can't get close enough to uh, a Lamar Jackson or a, or a you know, Johnny Manziel to hurt him. Uh, but in the NFL, you have linebackers who weigh 250 pounds and, and can run you know, very, very fast and be very mean when they get to you. So uh, quarterbacks who run don't make a living in the NFL or don't make a long living. And the other difference is a little more subtle and a little more technical. But the hash marks on the field where the ball is placed uh, at the beginning of each play, they are closer together in the NFL than they are in the college game. And, And what that means in the college game is that when the ball is placed on the left hash, there's much more room on the right in which to operate and vice versa. Uh, that lends itself more to quarterbacks being able to run, just because there, there is more space in, for w- in which a play may develop. So uh, it, it's just a different game.
0: Yeah. I was reading: seventy-eight players have won a Heisman Trophy. Fifteen of those have never played one game in the NFL. Which seems, you know, maybe fair enough. Maybe within the margins of the well-worn narrative of the hotshot kid who can't quite cut it in the big leagues. I mean, that's, that's a fairly traditional narrative across all sports.
1: It is. I mean, some of that is if you go back to the early days of NFL, or really from the, the Heisman started, as I said, in 36, and I would say up until the, the 1960s, pro football was not a very lucrative business, so there are instances where guys could make a better living elsewhere or just felt they would rather get started in their business careers uh, than, than than go to the NFL. Mm. Uh, as, as late as 1993, you had Charlie Ward, who led Florida State to a national championship. But Charlie was also a terrific basketball player and went on to a long career in the NBA with the New York Knicks. Mm. So uh, there have been... Un, you know, unusual uh, circumstances yeah. by and large, though. It's just been that the guys, that th- they just weren't good enough to play in the NFL.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see if RG3 can get back to anything approaching that 2012 form, that 2011 Heisman Trophy form. Just to, uh, in the spirit of the Heisman uh, curse and uh, sample size here, which is utterly pointless, uh, we'll use this to decide whether it's real or not. Who was the most impressive Heisman Trophy winner that you saw, and did he go on to have a decent career?
1: Oh, that's a great question. The most impressive, I, I'll tell you who I thought was a sure thing for long-term success in the NFL was, was Sam Bradford at Oklahoma, who won the 2008 Trophy, and he has gone on to a really mediocre NFL <laughs> career. He's, okay. he's still playing, but yeah, okay. you know, I, I, I flat missed on that one.
0: The curse is real. perhaps Uh, Ivan really interesting stuff thanks very much
1: my pleasure Joe thank you
0: see you now Ivan Mazel, there senior college football writer for ESPN.com RG3 continuing his comeback after those 12 weeks out